This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. This episode of Made for This is brought to you by Away. To start your 100-day trial and shop the entire Away lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcases, go to awaytravel.com slash made for this. So this week we're talking about our desires and where they come from, because I think largely we are people who desire and want things and long for things and that's where we get unhealthy. So one of my great friends is Kurt Thompson, and he talks a lot about this in his new book. I encourage every one of you to get it. We actually have an old podcast we'll link to where he and I talked about this. But he talks about desire and how God really, a lot of our longings aren't evil. They are just suppressed because we are not honest about them, but we act out of our desire. And when we don't actually know what it is we're longing for and what we want, we sometimes settle for you know, coping that is immature or insufficient for what we actually are longing for, which is deep connection, intimacy. We're looking for um, beauty and goodness that God creates, that he has built for us a lot of times. And so he's been teaching me, You know, we're in this little confessional community I've mentioned before about what it is we want and to be able to articulate that in a way that gets to the heart of it and not just glosses over it because we largely are acting out of what it is we want. I just think there's a lot of confusion between desire and sin (laughs) because it feels like a lot of our desires lead to sin. And a lot of our desires are actually deeply in a beautiful way from God. And yet they lead to sin because we try to get to the end of what he's given us and what we're craving with things of this world. you know. And again, I always go back to Romans 8, that we set our mind on the flesh and it leads to sin and death. We set our mind on the spirit, it leads to life and peace. There's a hope and a beauty that comes from meeting the desires. When eternity was set in our heart, the scriptures tell us, Ecclesiastes, there was there's several parts to that eternity. It's the desire to live forever, right? We all have that desire in us, most of us. It is that desire for heaven. It is a desire for God to be with us and to be right with us. There are desires and longings that are God knitted into our soul. And those desires are, if we never ever explore our desires and what we're actually trying to get out of life, then we'll just keep making bad decisions because we think, well, we just want what's right in front of us, just like a toddler. But maturity, what what health and maturity causes to happen is for our desires to become clear to us, that we would know the truth, that we would know what is true about our souls, that that what it is we're actually craving. We're not craving pornography. We're actually craving connection, right? So when you start to look at, you know, you're not actually craving money, you're craving security. Um, there's several ways that that we go after the things that we're most wanting that are wrong, a lot of times are wrong. But the desire in itself isn't wrong. The desire for intimacy is not wrong. But getting it through an affair <laughs> is is not good and leads to sin and death. And so I think what I've learned in processing this, and, and I'm specifically reading Kurt's newest book that I recommend, is just this awareness of what I do want and not being afraid of it. Because there's a part of us that wants something. And then there's another part of us that's judging what we want, right? We're we're hard on it and and we don't actually 
open up about it. And so we end up manipulating that desire. We, we end up trying to get that desire. Next week, we're going to talk about trusting versus grasping. So I don't want to get too much into that this week. But I do want us to begin to notice what it is that we desire. What is it that you are longing for? It is a question that as I've asked it to people, as it's been asked of me, I, I stumble and I don't know exactly the, an answer to it. I remember when we started our confessional community, the first question he asked is, what do you want? And what are you worried about or what are you grieving? And and after he asked the question, I was like, I just talked for a little bit about what basically what was making me anxious, what I was grieving. I couldn't answer the first part. And he redirected. He was like, so what do you want? After I shared what I was struggling with and grieving. So what do you want? I couldn't answer it. So if that's hard for you, you're not alone. And I'm learning to answer it. I would say I'm growing in my awareness of what it is I desire. And ultimately, the hope is what it is we desire. God has actually put there, that he's knit that into us. Now, the fact that we try to get what we want, intimacy from sex or pornography, or maybe we want to matter and to be seen. And so we look for it in trying to manipulate you know, fame or, or power or control, you know, that, that wanting to matter, that's actually part of who God made you to, because you do matter, because eternity can be changed by your life and choices and relationship with God. So it's a, it's a process of uncovering what it is we truly desire and how does God want us to meet that desire versus how the world is tempting us and the enemy is tempting us to, to meet that desire. Desire is not bad. Desire is good. And yet, when we try to meet that desire with things that are insufficient in this world, it fails us every time. So in this season, we're looking at Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through 9. I want to read you a little bit more of this passage. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. <laughs> so we're talking about some pretty noble, amazing character qualities here. Knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, kindness, love. And he's saying, hey, you have these things growing in you, and they're going to help you actually do the things that God called you to do. They're going to keep you from being ineffective. They're going to keep you from being unproductive. They're going to actually push you forward. And this week, we're going to actually get to hear a conversation I had with Pete Richardson, who I respect so much. He's been life-changing for me. And he's going to talk about life planning and basically what, what it looks like to build visions that are got from God, not just our own ideas of what we should do, but what is God calling us to do. It's fascinating. He's He's been so instrumental in my life. And you're going to love it. It's super practical. But before we get to it, you got to first understand that this lays the groundwork. Self-control, perseverance, godliness, all these things lay the groundwork for us to be productive, for us to be effective for the kingdom. And yet those things feel so lofty, like how on earth do I become godly? How on earth do I become good? How do I on earth become kind and self-controlled? Like these are really hard to create. And we know that the spirit is actually causing these things to grow in us. But it does say, Second Peter 1 says, make every effort to add these things to your life. So there's effort 
And there's a spiritual gift, a fruit, where it you bear that fruit. It starts to grow from your life. But when and how does the Spirit produce fruit? It's when you abide. That's the effort part, right? You're not trying to produce godliness. You're not trying to produce goodness or kindness in your life. You are prioritizing abiding in the Spirit, setting your mind on the Spirit. And these things begin to take root in your life. They begin to come out of your life. They begin to be the defining character qualities that people experience when they're with you. And that comes from time with God, relationship with God, clocking hours and years and decades with God, right? As you grow, hopefully these things are growing in you. Thanks to Away for supporting Made for This. Away creates travel products, including their best-selling suitcase with features that make traveling easier. To start your 100-day trial and shop the entire Away lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcase, go to awaytravel.com slash made for this, all lowercase. So I get to travel a lot with the ministry that I lead, and I am so grateful to Away because before they were a sponsor of this podcast, I have used their bags for as long as they've existed. I saw one online and I ordered it and it is my favorite bag I've ever had. Every suitcase comes with organization and a hidden laundry bag that separates your clothes. And if any part of your suitcase breaks, Away's customer service is incredible and they will make sure it gets fixed for you or replaced. I have the big carry-on. My husband has it too and I just love it. It is my go-to suitcase. It always has been and I'm so grateful to be partnering with them for the season of May for this. To start your 100-day trial and shop the entire Away lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcases, go to awaytravel.com slash made for this. That's awaytravel.com slash made for this, all lowercase, to start your 100-day trial. says if if anyone doesn't have these things, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. There is a forgetfulness of our reality and our identity that shifts the potential in our lives. So how have you forgotten the goodness of God? How have you forgotten that he has cleansed you from your past sins? How have you forgotten that he has done all of this work for you so that you can do the things he's called you to. Like you you are resting in your own strength or you are trying to do this yourself. And what Second Peter says is don't forget because that makes you nearsighted and blind. You're going to continue to spiral and spin and feel stuck if you are the end of your affection, if your effort is the end of life change for you. And so he's saying, hey, all these things that you're going to experience if you have a relationship with God that takes effort. Yes, but they are byproducts of each other, right? Like even the way he builds it, he says, add to your faith, goodness and to goodness, knowledge. He's saying these things add to each other. Self-control builds perseverance, add to perseverance, kindness. Once you persevered through some things, guess what? You're more kind. This is how it works. It's like personal growth therapy, right? Like this is how people grow. They grow, but it begins with faith. That's the first word, faith. Make every effort to add to your faith goodness. And as you ultimately delight in the most good thing, which is God, his personhood, walking with him, then out of that, you're going to understand and you're going to have discernment. You're going to have knowledge. You're going to have self-control because that is one of the fruits of the spirit. So again, I feel like the whole theme of this is, is us 
walking with God and making effort, but ultimately it's God's power through us, you know, and, and all of this, we hate tensions. We hate things. We want things to be simple. So, you know, you what, the question you might want to ask is, well, is it me or is it God? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's both. It's both. And if we ever try or side on one, it, you know, I think of my theology professor that says, embrace the tension. Otherwise you're in heresy. Embrace the tension, the mystery of God. Embrace the tension. That it is both. It is what produces change. What? How do we change? How do we not manipulate our lives? How do we chase the good desires in our heart that God set there with the right things that actually quench those desires? How do we do that? And it is both. It is making every effort and trusting in the power of God, the divine power that he's given us so that everything we need is present in our lives for life and godliness. So this week, what I want you to do is I want you to answer that question. What is it that you want? What do you want? And also, as you process that, I want you to be really honest. And and what comes out at first might be something that seems really shallow and selfish. But then, and you might be able to do this alone, but I think it's best done in community with other people that love you. Have them ask you the question, why do you want what you want? Try to get to why you want what you want. Because somewhere in there is a desire that I believe is from God. And you might be trying to quench that desire with something in this world, but I know that we have to begin by understanding what it is we really want and being honest about it, not judging it, not critiquing it, but understanding it and being curious about it and then beginning to chase down what it is that God built us for because ultimately he built us for himself. And I think every good thing and every thing we're craving is found in him, but If we want this to be a reality and not just lip service and not just a cliche that God is meeting our needs, we have to know what those needs are and we have to bring those needs to him. So this week, you're going to process, you're going to journal, guys, pull out a piece of paper and journal, what do I want? Question mark. And figure that out this week. Process it. And then ask the question, why do I want what I want? And then next week, we're going to talk about trusting versus grasping and trying to make what we want happen. Because sometimes... We can't get what we want, which produces grief. And that is a reality too. So we're going to process that as well. Love you guys. Have a great week. You guys, this podcast is truly one of my very favorite ways to connect with you. And we are trying to find creative ways that we can hear back from you because sometimes it feels like we're just speaking into the air out there and we know you're really out there. There's so many of you listening and really have been with us since the very beginning. So we want to hear from you. So we've set up a new text message system where we can talk to you, where we can tell you things, what's going on. We can send you free guides that we're building and tools that complement the podcast. If you signed up for our text before this, this is a new system. So you're going to need to sign up again. Text the word podcast to 214 225-6267. One of the reasons I like this system is I'm going to be able to text you back. Now, not all the time, guys. I lead a crazy life with all my kiddos and and work, but every once in a while, I'm going to get on there and reply. So send me messages. I would love to hear what this podcast has meant to you and just where you're from and who you are. So text the word podcast to 214-225-6267.